Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. C.D. Lamb or Chris Olave? We're going to break down A.J. Brown or Garrett Wilson. We might need, we might even dig into Jalen Waddle versus Christian Watson. The Fantasy Football Show Face-Off Edition begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? We're doing the face-off game yet again. And this time around, we're discussing two wide receivers we all absolutely love. C.D. Lamb and Chris Olave. We're going to break down, you know, their ADP differences. There's a, there's a, a stark difference between these two gentlemen's ADPs. And so you have to con- consider that when we're, t- we're talking about, you know, where do you draft these guys versus where you can get away with something, get away with highway robbery and like the value more. So in the context of Alave, he's going later. He's going sometimes at 3.1, 3.2, 3.3. Lamb's going in round one. So there's a big difference between these two gentlemen's ADPs. And you have to take that into full consideration when we start talking about, you know, which one of them do you draft first? Of course, that's a whole different conversation. But when we sit here and go, okay, could Alave actually outscore CD Lamb? The answer is yes. He could absolutely outscore CD Lamb. Could Alave be a guy that you get in the third round and then all of a sudden? You know, you're able to to use that that CD Lamb pick in round one on Bijan, on whatever you want. That's that that's how you win a league. So, big difference, big difference. Uh, first in, ignore everyone else. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, Sam, but appreciate you being here. First in the building was Michael KCPA. Ron Na- Ron Navy sighting. Ron Navy in the building. Appreciate you, Ron. Hope you're doing well. We do know he's doing well, but Ron Navy, glad to see you in here. JCIM, Dan the Grim Reacher, uh, Lunchbox, uh, appreciate everybody being in the house right now. True Penguin, Steve, Phylon on Kilpatrick, appreciate you all. Hod, Belichick yourself, Kevin, everybody filing in on this one. Okay, hit that thumb up button on your way in the door, by the way. So, at the end of the day, you know, of course we love the draft capital of Alave more than Lamb. Probably your third drafted player. Probably your first drafted player. So cost of entry wise, I mean, easy, easy smash to say Alave is the better value. But like push comes to shove, would anybody in here actually rather have Alave over Lamb if you couldn't, you had to trade them one for one? There is no way to obtain more value like you should if you're actually in real life making this trade. Redraft, already existing redraft, which nobody's drafted yet in redraft, really. Uh, but Dynasty, I I would rather have Alave. I, this sounds crazy because you guys know I love CD Lamb. 
I would rather have a Lave if push came to shove and I just had to pick one. You said, Smitty, who's outscoring the other in 2023? And I, I couldn't factor in ADP. I couldn't factor in anything. I just had to make a decision. I would tell you, give me Chris Olave. Some might not like that answer. Some people might say, how could you? How could you? You love CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb's been a big part of this show. Uh, how, could, how dare you forsake CeeDee Lamb? It's not about Lamb. I like Lamb. It's not about Lamb. It's about Olave. It's about Olave being capable of being the number one wide receiver in the National Football League in air yards. He was already as a rookie with Winston back there. Granted, Winston's throwing missiles like just, you know, interception, uh, big, big play, interception, big play. But Derek Carr is very similar in in that Derek Carr laser locks on on wide receivers like, like really Aaron Rodgers. So Devontae Adams, who lost Aaron Rodgers, got handed Derek Carr. Derek Carr fed him nearly 1,600 yards, 14 touchdowns, 100-plus receptions. He's going to laser lock on Olave in a very similar fashion. And Derek Carr is good at throwing a deep ball. Derek Carr may, you may question Derek Carr's ability to win. And that's a whole different conversation. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. NFL quarterback versus uh, fantasy football enabler. He can enable a wide receiver to a, a very extreme degree. I have no questions about Olave's ability to reach CD Lamb numbers. I have very little questions about it. And to be honest, I have a little, bo- little bit more concern about Lamb's situation in that we're looking at a potential lesser passing attack. They're going to run the damn ball. According to McCarthy himself, they got rid of Moore in a very successful air attack in Arsenal. This, this, I mean, with Moore gone, you don't fully know what's going to happen. And if they lean more toward the run, and you don't know if the play calling will be successful, the fact that this team was absolutely bonkers, regardless of wins or losses, they were one of the top five offenses every year, just tons of production. Tons of yardage, lots of scoring, and you take more out of the situation now. And now McCarthy's calling plays. We don't know how it's going to work out. It's being said that we're going to run more, which doesn't really bode well for the wide receiver when you hear that. If it's me, I'm taking Alave. If it's me, Alave is my guy over Lamb if I had to pick. But I don't have to pick because guess what? Alave's going in the third round. Alave may go in the late second round very, very soon if he's not already, depending on where you're drafting. Is a best ball? Is a three wide receiver requirement? Is a two wide receiver and a flex? All those things determine whether he's 3.2 or 2.10. Okay? So relax if you, Smitty, he doesn't go here. Stop with your definitives. It's all over the map. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm looking at it. It's, he's all over the map. Alave is going 
to explode. Alave is capable of rushing for tremendous stats as well for a wide receiver. For a wide receiver that's not Debo Samuel. This is a guy, this is a guy that could be a top five wide receiver in the National Football League in 2023. This is a guy you must get good value on because you can. This is a guy you must draft as your third drafted player if you can. This is not a guy you'll walk out of this live stream and say, Smitty says he's top five. I'm going to draft him in the first round. If you do that, or even draft him in the mid-second round, We're talking about a player in Chris Olave that can win you a league if you're responsible with where to get him, when to get him, how to get him. Understand what I'm saying. I'm punching this button because I think he does outscore Lamb. But I am telling you and giving you the roadmap to make sure you don't screw it up. Okay? And, and go get the wrong guy. Phone lines are open if you guys want to ask a quick question. Uh, while I go through this, but I'm going to probably hang up on everybody that dials in. Uh, just to, We're not doing the panel yet. We're not doing the panel yet, but we will be opening up the phone lines for a, a little panel session. But for right now, if you got a quick question in, re in regards to these players, we'll, I'll go ahead and answer those questions. So this one was pretty, I mean, actually, you know, only, only talked for 8 minutes and 40 seconds on this topic. I thought I'd be here for a half hour to an hour. Maybe we're not done yet. I haven't even hit the button yet to switch to the next two players. Maybe this will go another 25, 30 minutes. Who knows? You know how I roll. This guy right here, if I had to project a stat line for Chris Olave, if I had to project a stat line, Chris Olave stats, let's see what he, I'm going to pull up his, his exact stats from 2020. Uh, two and put it on screen. Let's grab it here. The, these are unreal stats considering that he didn't get the touchdown production, which he's going to get. That's the main emphasis here when we break down uh, Chris Olave. Okay. When we break down Chris Olave and we talk about uh, what's up, Ron Navy? Ron Navy, you're live. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah. Uh, off mute. I always. When I call, I'm always on mute at first, so I have your sound on. I gotta turn it down. What's up, my man? How are you feeling? Oh, I feel like Mac Truck hit me for the last three days. Yeah. Oh, I hope you're doing better, pal. Yeah. My, uh, I haven't been getting much sleep and just sore, and I've had uh, home care here the last couple days, and. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Like, you got to get through the pain to get yep. better, right? Yep, you'll get better. Uh, real quickly, before uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a question and I'm gonna drop you off the line and have you come back on the panel session. Uh, real quick, t real quick opinion on these two right here while we're rolling through these. Yeah, Lave I think actually has more upside this year than than uh, than Lamb um, for me, anyways. Um. But I, I agree. If you can get him in the third round, it's the right place to get him in. Yeah, definitely feel like if That's Lamb's right. going around one, changing offense. You know, get Bijan round one, get get uh, Garrett Wilson round two, and get Olave in round three. Yeah, or or even more balanced. If anybody wants to, you go you go Bijan round one, 
you could literally go if you want you could wait on a quarterback too because burrow's going around four burrow's a smash well you could even maybe get kelsey in some contexts and it, it like you could go kelsey round one Bijan round two if Bijan falls to 14 or 15 sometimes he does it really just depends on how astute your 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 league is if your league knows that Bijan's a first rounder by now then you might not be able to get Kelsey and Bijan. But you could literally potentially get Bijan, Kelsey, or Kelsey, Bijan, Alave, Joe Burrow. Or if you wanted to go Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, let's use Jalen Hurts because of the rushing upside, and that makes somebody want to, to take a quarterback in round two versus wait on Burrow, let's just say. If if you were going to go that route, you go Bijan, Jalen Hurts, Chris Alave, and then in round four, go you know, RB or whatever, that's certainly a possibility as well, or, or wide receiver, whatever, like Wat, like Watson, I love Watson, we'll get to Watson next, Bijan, Hurts, Chris Olave, Watson's fantastic, Bijan, well, yeah, or you just, you paid your, you paid your quarterback, because you got Olave, you can always pick up Carr later, so, yeah, all right, hang, hang tight real quick, Ron, if you want to hang on mute, you can, um, uh, Bruce, Bruce, quick, quick question on this specific topic, and then I'm going to put you on on hold and go through the rest of these. Uh, Alave versus uh, Lamb. Lamb chops. I think yeah. Alave wins. Yeah. Alave wins. Now, now draft value wise, it, I think anybody that has been looking at any of this stuff at all this offseason would say, okay, yeah, value wise, I get it. If somebody said I'd rather have one for one lamb, I can understand it. I wouldn't tell anybody to take a lap. I totally get it. But but yeah, if you're talking about third round versus first round, it's like it's not even close. But if you talk about just hey, Smitty one for one trade, you can't get anything else. You just gotta decide who's gonna score more. Like you're uh, like in the best ball scenario, um, and you're allowed one trade. And you could only do a one-for-one, one, let's just say. And you're like, do I take Olave? Do I take Lamb? Uh, give me Olave. Give me Olave. Give me the running upside. Give me give me the fact that I believe Carr's going to feed him. Give me the fact that Olave survived with different quarterbacks. So what does somebody think is going to happen? That he's going to be handed a guy like Carr who laser locks onto a, onto a wide receiver and he's going to not perform? He performed with Dalton. He performed with Taysom Hill. He performed with Winston. He re- he performed playing a stretch the field role and then playing a sideline possession wide receiver role, honing in on all of his skills because this man was forced to play every play every little facet of the wide receiver position because the quarterbacks were different every time he was handed a new quarterback. Um, here's his stat line from 2022: 72 receptions, 1042, four TDs. Pretty remarkable considering the quarterback rotation and turnover that they had in New Orleans. Pretty remarkable considering there wasn't touchdown production being fed to wide receivers. Derek Carr can certainly do that. He handed 14 touchdowns to Devontae Adams in a very bad situation with a horrible defense. This is a New Orleans Saints is a top, this is a top 10 defense, you could argue. And, and you could argue that they've got the ability to live in the red zone a whole lot more, astronomically more than last season because of the fact that Derek Carr is going to be more consistent. I think Derek Carr impresses a lot of people. 
I think people start, they walk away from this year, maybe a similar fashion to being impressed with Goff and Gino last year, being so impressed, and Cousins, being so impressed with Cousins, Goff, and Gino when maybe the expectation was super low, and it was like, oh, these guys can't be great, right? They played great. All, all three of them played great. There's a real opportunity for people that say cars garbage, cars, you know, uh, incapable of of winning games because you're judging him in his Raiders situation. There's a real opportunity for Carr to humble a lot of people's opinions about him coming up here in, in this coming season. Uh, if I had to guess the stat line, let me get the super chat here. This is from uh, the Patrick. The Patrick says. Uh, I like Alave for the value. He's falling pretty low in my draft, but if you're taking draft value out of it, come on, Smitty, it's Lamb. Who's on the better team? Well, I just... Patrick, I appreciate your super chat, by the way. To the, to moon. the moon. But I, I just explained why I I disagree with what you just said. I think there's questions about this Dallas offense now that Moore's gone. McCarthy's in. McCarthy's claiming they're going to run, 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 run. There's a lot of reason to kind of, I think, take what you said and and remove it from the equation and say, we got to wait and see on this, man. This is a TB, TBA situation in terms of whether this is going to be the exact same scenario. And not to mention, like, I don't think it's come on man worthy. I don't think it is. I don't think you can judge this guy Alave yet and say we've seen his ceiling. This is a fantasy football is a game of prediction, a game of projection, a game of chance in a lot of ways. And to assume that this can't be a top three wide receiver and this guy kind of linger around five, seven, eight, somewhere around that seven, eight, like lamb. If you can't envision lamb slipping into the seven, eight territory, I mean, come on. He, he could easily slip into that seven or eight ranked wide receiver territory. He could easily be four. But he could easily be seven, eight. He could he could easily slip into that territory with the questions around Dak and his consistency with McCarthy. Um, I think running the ball more is going to be probably better for Pollard than it will be for Lamb. Not that it'll take away a lot of Lamb's value, but not a come on man comment. Not worthy of the come on man, bro. I would definitely say that is not an appropriate use of the come on, Smitty. Not, not a not appropriate usage at all. This guy, you're not giving this guy near enough credit to what he's capable of doing. Don't draw conclusions off of one year. Don't cut. Don't draw conclusions off of having no quarterback. This guy's got top five wide receiver potential written all over him. Value wise, value wise, I do believe. I do believe that you know you got to factor that in. Obviously, and there's no way you're drafting these guys close to each other. That was kind of the point made earlier. But if I, in a vacuum, if I've got to choose, I'm picking Olave. And we'll, re- we'll reconvene at the end of the year. Doesn't mean I don't love Lamb. This is not a negative on Lamb. This is not me saying I don't love Lamb. This is not me saying Lamb can't produce similar stats that he produced last year. I've been on Lamb for the last two years. There's no way I'm more than that. There's no way I'm, I'm jumping off the train. But this guy is a whole different ballgame. And, and and I think I think his situation being improved the way that it was improved, and some people are going to act like it's not going to be that improved. That's fine. This is part of the prediction game. But Alave is going to vault into I think everyone's top five wide receivers after the 2023 season. I don't disagree, or I don't I don't mind anybody having a different take on this topic. 
I mean, it is what it is, but but I, I don't think that's an appropriate use of the come on man, the Patrick. You can dial in Patrick if you want to discuss it, but there's really no there's really no debate because you can have Lamb higher, you can have Olave higher. There's there's really no like, oh, you can't do that. This is a very uh a very um I don't know, arguable topic, in my opinion, between these two guys. Hey, okay. Shitty. Yeah. I had one because I've been doing a couple mocks where Lamb and Wilson have been going around the same time. Which one would you take? Lamb or Garrett Wilson? I, you know, it's that's a very close call. I kind of feel like I want to go Wilson. It, again, it comes down to Lamb's going a little higher. Wilson's climbing into the bottom of round one. I, I just feel like... I feel like, you know, I'm predictive, you know, sometimes I don't go with what everybody else feels or thinks because, you know, people want to play it safe. I I do play it a little risky, but I I don't play it in a risky way that I'm just throwing mud at the wall or just tossing darts with a you know blindfold on. Like, I mean, there's, there's rhyme and reason to it. I think Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, these two guys are going to be in the mix for the top four to seven wide receivers, one of them being top five. I don't know which one will be top five. Do I feel like Alave could outscore Garrett Wilson? Absolutely feel like it's possible. Do I have Garrett Wilson ranked higher? I do. But sometimes I find myself and catch myself saying, why? Like, I, I, like, Garrett, I like Aaron Rodgers in New York. Don't get me wrong. But Derek Carr in New Orleans is just as effective for the wide receiver, the lead wide receiver on the team. And you could even say that, you know, Rodgers will be inclined to throw to Lazard. They're looking at bringing in another player like Hopkins or Odell. Uh, they're going to run the ball a lot. The defense is going to control situations. And it's they're going to be in scoring position a lot. You could argue that the Saints having a little bit lesser of a situation could spell more passing. Like, we know Derek Carr can feed his wide receiver when the team is down and throwing the football. So, I just think that anybody that is going to brush off this play-calling change in situation, potentially the balance of the offense and how that's going to change, to brush all that off and just assume Lamb will repeat last year or be better is, I think, not a mistake. It's just something you should consider. It's something you shouldn't brush off and say, Olave can't beat Lamb. Lamb's the man. Like, I like Lamb. This is not about Lamb. This is about Olave. This is not at all about me not liking CD Lamb. This is just about me liking Olave on his own better than a lot of players that I think people will rank ahead of Olave. Um, they're both amazing. They're both yeah, amazing. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You're, you're, you're dead right because... Lamb's going in round one, okay? And so you get to round one, and the, and, and it's been in the mainstream more that Dallas might be targeting Bijan, and there's a lot of talk about that. So if that's true, who are you going to take in the first round? Are you going to take Bijan or are you going to take Lamb? And it is not like there's a big, like a big, big difference between Lamb and Alave, but you could take Bijan in round one and get the great value of Alave in round three. That's that's where you gain your value. It's not like there's a big difference between the players. Yeah, and not to mention, as, as Steven right. said, 
and as Steven said, like Brandon Cooks could take away some from Lamb. Like there's there's a lot of I think there's more concerns about Lamb. And and this is not a against Lamb. I like Lamb. I'm just saying there's more concerns about Lamb than there are Lave. From 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 Kellen Moore to McCarthy, the play calling change, the balance of the offense going run more run heavy according to McCarthy himself, the guy making the play calls. Cook's coming in. Dak Prescott kind of folding at the end of the year where everybody's putting pressure on him. His injury concern, what if Dak goes down? There's so many concerns, I think, about Dallas right now to say, oh, he's going to 100% be back where he was last year or better. I just feel like if there is a wide receiver in the top 15 overall players, a, a wide receiver... Going in the top 15 overall, top 14 overall, top 13 overall. He's going in the first round. If, if, if Anybody inside the top 13 wide receiver-wise that has concerns for me that make me say to myself, I'd rather just take an RB. And that, that and, and again, we're not comparing the the value. We know that Alave's better value because if he can even come close or tie CeeDee Lamb from third round value against Lamb's first... It's it's clear as day, but even one for one, just trying to predict who outscores the other. If someone said, "I'll bet you twenty bucks, Smitty, that you 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 can't predict this right," I would say, oh, "Give me a lave." I'd I'd cringe a little bit because it's hard for me to say, not say lamb, but all those things I mapped out, there aren't those concerns over here. This is a team that's going to throw a lot because they got a top ten defense. But if you're concerned at all about the Saints winning, then they're throwing more than. Than than you than anybody expects, right? If that's your stance, if you think the Saints aren't going to be amazing with Carr, Carr Carr's proven with wide receivers laser locks on him. Alave's proven as a field stretcher. He's proven as a possession wide receiver. He's proven as a sideline wide receiver. This guy honed in on all those skills, trying to deal with the mess of the quarterback situation that he was grant, granted and given in 2022. He had to change his game. And way up says you can't go wrong with either. Agreed, but I think it's important to to literally say third rounder, first rounder, smash in value. He smashes this conversation conversation value wise. If I'm choosing in a vacuum, no ADP considered. I, it's not an easy button for me to hit, but I'm still gonna say I'm being predictive. Give me a lave. Uh, final thoughts on this, and I'm gonna move on to the other two topics, guys. You can hang on, hold uh, on mute if you want. Anybody have a final note? Okay. Next uh, player debate is going to be, let's go with another controversial one. Let's go with these two boys right here. Garrett Wilson and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is going higher and higher, it seems, every single week. I've seen him go before we went to the the two QB format on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Get to Underdog Fantasy and uh, and use promo code Smitty or use this link I'm about to drop right now in the live chat. Um, I'm going to pin that link and you can you can get up to one hundred dollars bonus match dollar for dollar on your first deposit. And this is what you want when we when we go into the drafts at night. You need to be signed up using this link. I just pinned it. You need to be signed up using that link before the drafts even begin if you want to be a part 
a party of the, the, the best ball drafts. But before, Ron, you can probably assist me on this, but before we, we switched over to Superflex on Underdog, and there's no more one QB drafts for right now, um, we were looking at a A.J. Brown ADP hike, weren't we? Wasn't he going at like 6 and 7 overall in, in a lot of late drafts before the big board one QB close? Yeah, he was um, because people were trying. I think the reason for that is people were trying to grab him mid mid draft to try to get Hurts on the way back to match him up with Hurts. I think that had a lot to do with it. Probably did. Um, Garrett Wilson also jumping up into the one round, the late one round. I'd say they're pretty neck and neck ADP wise. You could argue. But so, if so, I choose between them, I'd choose Garrett Wilson over AJ Brown just. From an age and health health wise issue, from yeah. AJ Brown's knees concerned, and and Garrett Wilson's a lot younger and he's fresh. Yeah, and and Devonte Smith is coming into his own. Um, I think if I had to, and I've made this point very clear, I'm not predicting bust for AJ Brown. I'm not projecting him to be a bust. I love AJ Brown. He comes on the, I, I go on his IG live, or he's come on mine before, and. I'm really hoping to get him on this um, offseason to talk about his 2023 season. But I love A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's the man. This is similar to the other one. Uh, Alave and Lamb. I, I love both of them. I just happen to like Alave a little bit more. But this situation right here, I feel very similar. I'm conflicted. I'm not suggesting one's going to bust. But when you factor in, as we've talked about, for the last month or two when we talk about A.J. Brown. And as Ron just alluded to, the knee concerns are still present and probably always will be because it's not like he's had one fluke knee injury and it was fixed, repairable, and not likely to return. Once you start cutting away at the meniscus and padding in the knee and you have issues with your knee, you tend to have kind of like a vehicle that's not aligned right. You're going to have other problems that develop the more mileage that you put on the knees. My concern is that we're going to see see a, a few missed games in 2023 at a minimum from A.J. Brown. You also have the fact that Devontae Smith is literally a top, I mean, what was he, number six or seven in fantasy football wide receiver scoring last year in, in most formats. He was, I think he was between that territory of like six and eight, depending on your scoring. But Devontae Smith is he's coming into his own. He's coming into his own. And if AJ Brown misses time, Devontae Smith's gonna play even better for those games. The value, if you had to say between Smith and AJ Brown, might be Smith, but Smith's climbing crazy amounts of ADP, uh, uh just ripping off two, three, four draft slots at a at a time, climbing up ADP boards. I've seen him in round two, and I don't know if I like that. I don't I don't like the idea that, that he's climbing. But a AJ Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown, to me, because of Devontae Smith, because of some injury concerns, because he doesn't always have a ton of volume, he's just so efficient. Every time he goes out onto the field, he's efficient. If this guy got the same reception totals as a normal top three or four wide receiver, he would he would drop 1,900 yards, 2,000 yards, and like 18 to 20 touchdowns if he got, if he got the same target and, and reception volume. He doesn't. He, he's always very low on his reception volume. Last year, uh, let's see here. Last year, let me pull up his stats. A.J. Brown 
stats. It's crazy when you look at it. Guy had 88 receptions. He didn't have he didn't have a hundred plus like a lot of these top five wide receivers. He had 88 receptions. How many? If you haven't looked, if you're just guessing, guess right now. On 88 receptions, guess how many yard, yards he had? 88 receptions is not any, You what? He had 1,800 yards. That's my guess. No, <laughs> Bruce. Uh, he had 1,496. Put off 88 receptions. That's phenomenal. That's fourth. It says right here. Fourth in the NFL in yards. Competing against wide receivers that pull in 100, 110 receptions. He was 13th in the NFL in receptions, but fourth in yardage. He was 13th in the NFL in receptions, but third in touchdowns. He was 13th in the NFL in receptions, but was fourth in, in, in average. This is one of the most efficient wide receivers in the National Football League year over year over year. However, what makes you feel like it, it's almost like too good to be true at some point, it's going to be too good to be true, is that he, he doesn't get the, the, even in Tennessee, he doesn't get the 120, 115 reception season. So if his efficiency isn't there, even one, like, you know, one season, he's going to have flat numbers. So that's one angle. I don't want anybody to think that's why I'm down and I'm not down on A.J. Brown. But if I'm deciding whether to spend my first round pick on A.J. Brown or other players that I feel are a more guaranteed volume, that don't have the injury risk, that don't have Devontae Smith, I start to lean in other directions. Garrett Wilson, you could say, hey, Smitty, Garrett Wilson has a lot of risk factors as well. I would agree that there are some, but I would say not not a lot. I mean, his his situation's improving. What he did in a in a much worse situation was quite amazing. In fact, and this goes to show how efficient um, AJ Brown is because they had the same reception totals. These two guys essentially. Uh, Garrett Wilson had eighty three receptions. Uh, A.J. Brown, as I said, had 88. And look at the yardage difference and the touchdown difference. Four TDs versus 11. 1103 yards. This is what uh, uh, Love Stars predicted, 1100 yards when I asked the question. You know, how many yards did A.J. Brown get on 88 receptions? 1100 yards. That was a great answer because that's what you should be getting. This is normal. So, 88... Receptions for A.J. Brown, 1496, 11 TDs, 83 for 11.03 and 4 TDs. This is what you typically are going to get. The thing is, though, this guy's going to see a boatload more receptions, a boatload more targets. He'll probably catch 90 to 100 balls. He'll probably get, while he won't have this efficiency, he'll probably get 13, 1400 yards on the 195 to 100 receptions. He'll probably get. I would say double-digit touchdowns. If I had to pick between these two guys... Which side would you rather have? I would probably say, give me Garrett Wilson. But I I am a little concerned that he's climbing too high. It does suck. He's no longer a top-of-round-two guy. He is a cemented-in first-round pick. And and I not, not that he can't earn it, not that I don't love it, not that he can't be a top-five wide receiver, which would clearly earn a 10, 11 really 11 or 12 overall pick. It sucks the values, the the upside's kind of dwindling a little bit. Not not all the way, but just, you know, we, we were scooping this guy up around where we were getting almost a lave, you know, months ago. So it's definitely 
trending in the direction of okay, the value isn't like there like it used to be, but he's still very much a guy we want. Twenty dollar hauler from the Patrick. The Patrick are dropping wads on the screen today. The Patrick, I'm still working on fixing the the rain machine. So the Patrick, we're gonna give you a. Patrick, appreciate you dropping that wad on screen. Let's read what the Patrick said. He says, I got my bonus. I'm ready to debate this one, Smitty. I have a lave over Wilson. I'm fine with that. I've already said that. That's no problem at all. You can debate that all you want. Lave over Wilson. And for and for dude in chat, Lamb, Olave, and Wilson will finish over Waddle. That was asinine. Smitty, rule of thumb is fill your team with studs. Thank you, the Patrick, for dropping the super chat. Uh, the Patrick dropping another wad. He he did get paid today. He did get paid. On the best teams, Cowboys are favorites in the East. Saints are lucky to finish third in the South. See that part I don't I don't agree with because Dallas is you don't know what Dallas is going to be right now. They're changing everything. Like this sometimes is a disaster. It could be good. It could be good. And and I don't think I think assuming the New Orleans Saints aren't going to be a big turnaround team. I don't know if that's I, I sometimes you want you want players on good teams, but who's to say the Saints aren't a good team? I, I disagree. I think they're a good team. I think this is a team full of talent. I think this is a team that's gonna even if they're down, they're a good team, but playing down a lot because let's say car's a problem, then they're throwing the football a ton. But but I, I I'm I'm confused because I thought you said you liked the lobby and that other that other Alave over Garrett Wilson, so I'm not sure what you mean. The Patrick, call in. The Patrick, the phone line's open. If you want to clarify it, call in or, or drop another super chat. That's fine, too. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Harry Crumbs with a $5 hauler. Harry Crumbs says, Brees Hall or Alave. If you had to choose for Dynasty Hall, he's going a lot higher for a good reason. Alave, I like. He's cl he's closing that gap in Dynasty, though. Like, if you, let's say you're on the clock and you're good at running back. You drafted a running back in round one and you're on the clock and it's a three-wide receiver-required lineup, then I could see you going a lot over Brees Hall. It makes sense. Because in Dynasty, we're talking Dynasty, not redraft, but in Dynasty, it makes sense because wide receivers last a whole heck of a lot longer. The shelf life is better. There's a real good opportunity for Olave to be a top-five wide receiver and at the very worst, a 7-10. to 10. And so he's a fine second-round pick. And, and Brees Hall coming off ACL surgery, it makes sense to be cautious if you were potentially in that situation needing a wide receiver but i do think you know i could argue Brees hall being a top five overall player as well you know whereas alave even if i think he's a top five wide receiver i'm still not going to argue that in dynasty you're taking him in round one you're taking him in round two in dynasty you're taking him at the top of three in redraft and you're you're hitting home runs from those those value points but um yeah, so so my 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 pick is Garrett Wilson. Bruce, who do you like, Garrett Wilson or AJ Brown? AJ Brown. I can't I, be I mad at that. Think... I can't be mad at that. I love AJ Brown. I understand it. The efficiency. I just mapped it out. If he gets, let's say, imagine if AJ Brown gets a hundred and ten receptions. <laughs> like what? What are we looking at? Like what are we looking at? If this guy got a hundred and ten receptions. Uh, the Patrick appre appreciate you dropping those supers, and feel free, feel free to keep them rolling if you feel the urge. But let me just let me just tell you, I appreciate that number one. 
Number two, before you go into your your uh, your explanation here, I don't dislike uh, Lamb. I don't dislike AJ Brown. I don't dislike, but it's specifically Lamb. But I think you're underestimating Olave's seat at the table. Where his seat is at the table doesn't mean that that doesn't mean I'm taking any way anything away from Lamb. I just think Olave is going to shock you and be at least equal to Lamb at the end of the year. But keep in mind the ADPs matter and where you draft them, obviously. But go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I I've been telling my league. I've been telling my league uh, uh, the guys, the Marines. I'm in a fantasy league with this whole time that I think Olave is a steal. Olave, Olave is a league winner. Here's sure. the thing: I'm not going to draft any of them until the third round. But if in the third round, I think I'm, I'll be. I'll be drafting 26 overall right there because it's a 10-man league. It's C.D. Lamb, Garrett Wilson, Olave, and A.J. Brown is there. I'm in that order, or in this order, I'm taking C.D. Lamb. If, if all of them are available, I have Lamb. Then I have A.J. Brown. Then I have Olave. Then I have Wilson. I agree with you. I think Will or Olave is going to have a, a great season. I've been preaching that to, to other people. But as far as if you take the first round stuff that goes that gets attached to C.D. Lamb's name, if you take that away and you're saying that you could draft either or at the same position for me and in, in the third round, I'm taking Lamb over Olave. So I guess the context I'm trying to put it in is let's say – a door is closed. I always use this example. You're getting on a plane. You know, the 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 Patrick takes private jets. He's walking up the stairs, right? Doors closing. You're going to you're going to go up into the air right before week 1. You're going to land in week 19. Okay? You're going to land in week 19. Yeah. The doors closing. Somebody says, "Hundred bucks. Lamb or Olave? Who's scoring more?" Doors closing. Doors closing. You're going to say Lamb. Lamb. And I understand yeah. that. I'm going to say Olave and the door's going to close. And I, I get okay. why you're saying Lamb, and and I respect it, and it could be one of those like neck and neck situations. But I'm just telling you, if I had to pick, I think Alave is about to drop massive loads all over the the field in 2023. Oh, right. And, uh, right. No, and I mean I agree with that. I guess the point I'm coming from, Smitty, is if you're sitting there in the third round, okay. And you do mainly 12-team weeks. But if you're sitting there at the beginning of the third round and you have C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Olave, and Wilson all still available. Mind you, I have Tyree Kill right in front of Lamb. But, uh, They're not in the third round. The They're third not in the third round, round though, Patrick. And, and, and you're, you're bringing ADP back into the conversation when I tried to remove no, it. No, no, and I understand. What I'm saying is if, if all of them was available – you're going to take Olave before Lamb. But listen to uh, what you're on your draft but, for your team. But what you're doing is you're bringing ADP back into the conversation because you're saying third round. Third round's coming out of your mouth. If I could get Lamb at third round value, potentially you're telling me that Olave is going to fall further. Like all those things are going to fall into play. Also, no, if exactly, I could take that's what I'm... if I could take Lamb in the third round, he's got more trade value. So you can't, if you take round out of it, you take ADP out of it, use my example of the door closing on the plane, I'm going to tell you Olave. I'm not saying it with like the most confidence of anything I've ever predicted. I'm just saying that the same way we feel about Lamb right now, there is a time where it, he was questionable like Olave is. 
You know what I mean? Like this is a prediction business. We're not it, it, to say yeah, that a lava no. can't turn into lamb. You know, especially because you like right. them. I, 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 no, I absolutely. Yeah. Agree. So ADP, ADP has to be factored in. Factored in. He's going around one. So like, if ADP's factored in, I'd rather draft Lamb and trade him for Alave and get a free player. You know, like all those things come circling back into the equation if we start talking about third round. Right. Understood. Yeah. yeah. Understood. So, but but the other I'm thing, just... the one thing I want to ask you though is if you're sitting there in round one, let's say, bro, are you? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite running back? In that like eight to fourteen overall territory, if you're drafting eight to fourteen. See, I missed the show the other day. <laughs> God damn it! I knew you was gonna call me out. I uh, I missed the show the other day, but I had Chubb as my RB two. I had Chubb as my RB two. Uh, I, I don't have the list right in front of me. I think I have. I think I had. If Bijan falls to me at fifteen overall. In the second round, I want Bijan. Like, I want him before. He, uh, yeah. I, he, I think I have Bijan over Henry and Eckler. Bijan so would be a steal. But, but like, who would you take? Would you take... Uh, okay, so let's just put... I See, I don't like Chubb in the first round, though, so it doesn't make sense to argue this. Neither let's, do I. Neither do, neither so, do so I. So give me like, a give me I, a late first-round running back that you like. Or or maybe... Or maybe another wide receiver or whatever. But I was kind of hoping you'd say running back here. A running back you like. Who would you take at 11-12 overall as an RB? 11-12 overall? Would you take Bijan at 12? Are you okay with Bijan at 12? Yeah, I like Bijan at 12. Okay. So let's put Bijan if, if Chubb and McCaffrey, If Chubb and McCaffrey is already off the board, I like Bijan. Yeah. My, my whole thing is, like, and let's pretend you don't have a second-round pick. I just want to argue this point here because you'd have back-to-back picks here. But let's say you could get... Um, oh, see, that's hard. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Let's back say you can get a, you're a, in... a lave here. I just feel like if you're drafting this spot right here in in a, in a draft, Lamb isn't the pick for me because I feel like you're drafting him at a ceiling. I'd rather get the RB here. I'd rather get a lave here and have that kind of you know balance going on. If you take Lamb here now, if you get Walker. If you take Lamb here, Walker here, then I'm feeling good about that too. But there's, it's just that, that's preference. another one. See, you're making me grab my uh, my paper that I just uh, that I just wrote out. Uh, so you could go on to somebody else while I'm getting my shit together. But right. like, uh, I don't like Lamb. I don't think. I think on my board, I don't. I don't like Lamb anywhere. I think I have him at 14. I don't know. Let he's me look not. Yeah, my he's not. The Patrick, he's going in the first round. He's going in the first round. That's the whole. That's well, here's the big difference. Big difference, Patrick. He's doing ten man league, so that's a big difference between a ten yeah, and a twelve yeah. man league. So Patrick's going to get more value for players later on because it's a ten man league. They're going to go later than in the twelve man league. But in a twelve man league, Lamb is going in the first round pretty much every single time. Every time. Um, real quickly, real quickly, thoughts, thoughts, traded Waddle, 2023, 2.5, 2023, 2.8 for Christian Watson and a first rounder and a 2024 second. Depends where the first rounder is. Waddle's got a lot. You know, what's funny is my next, my next debate is Waddle and, and, and Watson. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise some people on this one. But again, this is a ADP context argument. There's two sides to this argument: ADP, and then there's arguing the value of it. So, if what would I rather have Waddle? Yeah, because he's got more trade value. He's a phenomenal wide receiver. He's a little injury prone in my in my view. There's some concerns. He's the number two wide receiver on his team, but there's enough volume that that's not a big problem. But there's some reasons to argue Watson if you get a high first rounder in 2024. Like if you've got a shot at, at Marvin Harrison Jr. with Watson over just Waddle, give me it all day long. But if this is like a, you're being objective and honest with yourself, this is a late first round pick. There's not, it doesn't move the needle enough potentially to warrant the trade. However, do I think Watson could outscore Waddle? I do. It doesn't mean I draft that way. It doesn't mean I trade that way. I take advantage of it. And in the context of this trade, if you're getting a, a early first round pick, that's taking advantage of it. If it's a late first round pick, almost a second rounder essentially, then what are you swapping? A, a, a 1.12 for your 2.5? Like who cares? It doesn't do anything. It's got to literally be a high first round pick for this to make sense is a great question and we'll go on to the next topic on that note so hang tight real quick guys on the phone let me let me go ahead and and, and get these uh get the ball rolling on this one so we're gonna put uh we're gonna put waddle and uh alave on screen here i'm sorry waddle and watson waddle and watson and and i think the 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 Patrick, you had a comment about somebody saying something negative about Waddle, so I think that's what I read on your comment. So I have a feeling you're going to not love this take, but you need to understand my angle. Of course this guy's got a higher ADP. Of course you're going to potentially draft him over Watson. This Watson's going in the fourth round, fourth or fifth round. Depends on if you're drafting with grandmas. It depends on if you're uh, like the Patrick and you're in a 10-man league. Watson's falling to round five. Waddle's arguably cemented into round two. I don't think I've seen Waddle go in the third round. Ron, have you ever seen Waddle go in the third round? I don't remember seeing him going in the third round. Yeah, now. So the values are there's miles apart, miles I apart, did, but once miles apart. Um, but as the example that I gave earlier with uh, the Patrick, if I'm sitting here. And I'm having to to force myself to draft Waddle, who I don't like in round two. I, I don't mean that in a in a in a way to say that I, I don't agree. like Waddle, but Waddle in round two is a total avoid for me. He's the number two wide receiver for his team, and he's injury prone. And I just think that this is a no go for me. I'm taking Walker all day long, who's falling at that exact territory, and then I'm taking Watson around. Four with a smile so con in context watson all day long value wise over waddle and even though waddles you're gonna want waddle over watson one for one like if you and you could use the same example of the the doors closing on the plane i wouldn't have a problem i might even yell watson who knows like i love watson i love watson so much but but i could understand somebody saying one for one Look, Waddles, there's a reason Waddles going around two, a reason Watson's going around four. The majority of human beings think they're they're two rounds apart in ADP. But I don't draft Waddle. I don't I don't know that I ever draft Waddle 
because I'd rather take these running backs like Walker and Hall at round two all day long over Waddle in round two. So th this is a this is a tough this is a tough one to answer because of the ADP factor, but I don't think it's crazy at all to say that this man could outscore this guy on injury concerns alone. What what uh what say you uh the pat let's go to the Patrick first and then the Bruce and and then oh sorry, let's go to the Patrick, Ron Navy, then the Bruce. Yeah, uh as far as Waddle, uh you misinterpreted uh, the, okay. the some somebody in uh, some gentleman in the chat said that Waddle is going to finish in front of because the original debate was Alave or Lamb, and somebody said Waddle in front of both of them. It don't matter, and I was like, "Nah, you're crazy. I don't. Okay. I'm with you on this one, Smitty. I don't see myself ever drafting on my board, and like I said, my board is." My board is like catered to my league. Ten man. Also, I know that the guys it's standard scoring, so they love running backs. Uh, Dagon, I got Waddle at twenty six overall. So that's what third round, even yeah. in your twelve man team, and that's uh, where he uh, should be. Twelve team leagues. To be honest, he should be a third rounder. He should be a third rounder. That's why I never draft him in the second round. He should be a third yeah, rounder. Yeah, so I don't like Waddle at all. I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, Ron Navy. Yeah, well, where I like Waddle is if Mike White has a chance to get in there, uh, Tua gets injured or whatever, can't play. I like Waddle a lot more with, with Mike White in there than I do uh, Tua. Oh, I disagree. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have a, a say because I haven't seen it, so I don't really know. I don't know who we, who we, who we gravitate huh? toward. Well, I... I saw. I mean, we all saw Mike White pass for three, four hundred yards with Garrett Wilson and all them. What he he could do the same with Waddle. Oh, when it was his team. The Jets missed the playoffs, so no, I don't buy it. Well, but give give Mike White, who I think has proven that he's got skill. Like he's he's gone out there and surgically destroyed, you know. Uh, opposing defense, but he's also gone out there and been banged up the entire time his second go around, and he literally just couldn't perform. But but I think you give you put him in that that situation. I think I know what Ron's saying. At first, I thought you meant you like Waddle more than like Tyreek Hill. You're saying you like both of them better if Tyreek Hill and Waddle if Mike White gets in there. Is what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, and I, that's what I'm saying. I can understand that. White is the quarterback. I like better. The Bruce. No, I like Watson better, but because of the ADP. But is his ADP higher? Because we already know what Waddle is with Tua. We have no idea what Watson is with Jordan Love. You can be infatuated with Jordan Love. We never seen him really play a full, you know, a yeah. full game That's in the point. regular season. So, but I have seen Waddle and Tua do it together. Concussion Tua. So I'm gonna start calling him. But yeah, I have seen them play together. I I, I think uh, I think it, yeah I think at the end of the day I can't I can't sit here and say like take Watson over Waddle that's you'd be so reckless to even try and approach that from an angle that's responsible. But like at the end of right. the day, I'm I'm liking Watson in terms of his value, his ADP, his 
his yeah. ability to hit a home run from that value yeah. way more. But like you know, in context of ADP, it, you know, it's it's not something we can just like. I can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm ta- I'm, I'm choosing Watson. But like, if, if if the door was closing on the plane, and you said Smitty, you're landing in week 19. Who's scoring more? I would be tempted to throw out the Watson. Maybe that's me being bold and fun. You know, that's fun, Smitty. But, but like, I'm tempted to say it. I'm tempted to say it. I'm, because this guy could get uh, hurt no, at any I, moment, too. What if he plays seven games? You know? Like, Watson's a concern. I, I, just, I think everyone's enamored by Watt. Waddle's one of those guys that's like an underdog. And a lot of people love him for that. It's a weird. You know, there are certain players that have that underdog mentality. People love Mixon because he's an underdog and people are against his off the field problems and people just love to, to back him for whatever reason. Um, I think Waddle's got a lot of that. People are, are used to hearing Tyreek, 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 and people, a lot of people like to come in and say Waddle's the man. But Waddle had a very strong start to the season. He had a pretty decent middle and he had a pretty sporadic, you know, last final third of the season. But he had eight TDs, 1356, and 75 receptions, but and and to hey, be honest, really, to be honest with you, real quickly, to be honest with you, Waddle's only played two years, and he's only missed essentially like one game. So you could come in and say, Smitty, he hasn't missed any time. What are you talking about? But he is always banged up. He's always banged up. It just it worries me. Yeah, Bruce. I, was I think a thing. lot of people forget. Oh, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead, Ron. No, go ahead. You're, you're up, Bruce. My bad. Well, I was going to say, I know with the ADP we like Watson better, but with Waddle, it's, in my opinion, it's, well, we do say Tyreek, 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 but on a good thing because he takes most of the double, double coverage. He takes most of the defense away, which leaves him pretty much in one-on-one coverage. Yeah, I hear you, bro. Um, hey, Smitty. Yeah. So as far as the Waddle thing, it's like, uh, of course, like you're right, Christian Watson is better ADP value. But I think the, the the one that I'm having a hard time with is Waddle. And as much as me and you both, I mean, I just got into, is Ron the one that's uh, the Steelers fan? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, as much as me and you think Burrow to the moon and, like, he's a league winner, Waddle or Higgins? Because I have them at, like, 26 and 26A. Like, um, who do we like more there? It's funny you ask that because they're so similar. You know, like, this is one of those things yeah. where they're both number two wide receivers for their team. Um, Burrow's clearly better than Tua, but the oh, Miami yeah, Dolphin cool. passing attack is... You could almost say that's a that's like a, a bridges the gap between the talent level. You know, like the Miami Agreed. Dolphins are gonna throw the ball, and so you Agreed. you're like, yeah. So they're very similar. I would say, end of day, they're just even for me. They're 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 both yeah, guys I don't here. find myself drafting because I don't want to spend late second as to high as they're going. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'd rather have Watson in the fourth and London in the fifth than go near uh, Waddle and Higgins. Like, if you could give me Watson and London in round four and five and then afford me the ability to use my second that I'd use on Waddle on a running back like Walker to use my third rounder, top of third rounder that would go Higgins, I could use that on Brees Hall. 
why not go Watson, London, Brees, Hall, Walker, and then use my first rounder on, you know, a, a, an elite Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I just I can't no, draft I Higgins. I just I'm one hundred percent on board with you on that, and that's how I make my draft boards. Like I said, it's hard to say, you know, like my okay, this guy is my number this because. Like, you're making yours completely off of different parameters. But, yeah. yeah, no, like, I completely agree. I don't see myself drafting Waddle or Higgins because of uh, uh, how high they're going to go in my league, and I'm not going to make that jump. Yeah, I just I don't see the value in T. Higgins like everybody else, just because, especially when people want to stack it. I know that there are a lot of, you know, reasons to stack in best ball, especially when we're talking promo yeah, but- code Smitty, underdog fantasy. Uh, link is pinned in the live chat. The number one, though. Link is pinned in the live chat. Uh, make sure you guys get signed up now in advance. We won't be drafting tonight. Neil, appreciate your two dollar holler. We draft on. Uh, we draft essentially on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, so here is the uh, here is the <laughs> schedule. So t- down here, um, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. I'm live whenever news breaks. I go I go live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. These are the set in stone ones. Live whenever news breaks. Monday through Friday at 7 I'm p.m. Eastern. I'm going to jump in one of those. These are the gravy, the gravy episodes. But uh, appreciate that super chat. But uh, it's it's a good topic. I, I, this is a really good topic. Thank you again, Neil. It's a really good topic. And, and Higgins and Waddle are one and the same to me. Those are, those are late third round... Mid mid third round picks to me where I start really liking them there, but they're not going there. Waddle's going around to Higgins is maybe Higgins falls to mid third sometimes, but if Hall's there, if if, if Burrow's there, and Burrow you should try and get as late as you can. He's going around four now, um, so I try and do that when I can. But sometimes I'm not patient yeah. enough. If I'm sitting there at three point ten, I'm not taking the risk. I'm just grabbing Joseph. We're we're gonna. I roll agree. With it. I love, smoke cigars. If Mahomes and Tyler. Allen are already off. I love yeah. Tyler Boyd as the number three because he gets used a lot as a wide receiver two in that Cincinnati offense. And you get him like for nothing. You get him for nothing. Tyler Boyd. I, I love Tyler Boyd's value and, and I love his production that he gets. Yeah. Because there's games where he just explodes and has wide receiver two numbers. So um, we all forget that you know um, Watson really didn't have that many targets last year, and he, he and even though he didn't, his he had that um, four or five game where he scored seven touchdowns in four or five straight games. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Let me let me show the game log because this is what uh, I, have a vi- I have two videos coming out real quickly, just so you guys get, are aware. Um, this comment right here from Frankie. Frankie says Fields is him. I actually have a, the title of the videos. Fields is him. Um, or Justin Fields is him. So that's coming out. So get ready for that, Frank. You're going to love that. As far as Watson, I have a Watson and London video coming out. My strategy of fourth and fifth round going Watson, London, and going other non-wide receiver positions in two and three. And you can couple that with the Jamar Chase in round one or whatever, or JJ, or Tyreek Hill. But my point being... You go after Watson and London in three and four, and you use the second and third round to get quarterbacks, running backs, or Travis Kelsey, whatever. Um, Part of what I'm going to explain in there is show people this game log for Christian Watson, which is just unbelievably crazy. 
It, it's you look at this. This is why I love Watson so much. Is exactly what Ron just said. That in this territory, yeah. in this four-game stretch, this four-game stretch. Let me let me highlight it and put it on screen here, just so you guys can see it. It's it it's a small sample, but it just shows you how electric he is. In week 10, 11, 12, and 13, he had 107 yards yeah. and three touchdowns. He had 48 yards and two touchdowns. He had 110 yards and one touchdown, and he had 48 yards and one touchdown. One of which was it was that 48 yard the the week 13. He had a 40 what was it 47 46 yard touchdown run. He had a 40 so he essentially yeah. had three two one two touchdowns in those four games. Week 10 three touchdowns. Week 11, two touchdowns. Week 12, one touchdown. Week 13, two total touchdowns. This is, and it's four games in a row. So when you say to yourself, like, okay, it's a small sample. Can't you? It's really hard to do that kind of, drop that kind of production in four straight NFL games as a rookie. So so if there's ever a sign that this man's going to become as good as Waddle, like to where you're you're literally the the, the plane doors closing and you actually yell, hundred dollars, Smitty, who scores more? Watson. It, this is the guy to do it with. If you're if you're debating with somebody going going in the fourth or fifth round, even if you're talking London Waddle, this is the guy to bank on because he showed you he's battle tested in a very, very decent sample, a one month sample of production. That is just head scratchingly crazy. He had 200 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground. This is a Debo Samuel, a poor man's Debo Samuel on the ground as well, if they utilize him that way. So there'll be more What's on this. Crazy is he never had he never had double digit targets all year long. The most targets he had in one game is eight. Yeah, and and if you if you that take was a Roger out, thing. And if you take out weeks nine, one through nine. Because you, you could essentially remove that. His stats, his his extrapolated stats are so much crazier. Like if you take and you know what's you know what's Get insane? Him. You know what's it's insane though, is he had uh he had the rushing touchdown early on in the year, his other rushing touchdown, two rushing touchdowns. If we take out one of those that rushing touchdown, which is in weeks one through nine, so we had one rushing touchdown in weeks ten through eighteen. And we take out that rushing touchdown, which is would have added to his touchdown project, projection. And we say he had three plus two plus two plus one. So he had eight touchdowns in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games, right? So eight touchdowns uh, divided by nine uh, times 17 is exactly 15.1 touchdowns. Even if you don't just be greedy... And, and bias and say, if you extrapolate his weeks 10 through 13 data, he would have done, even if we include this touchdown, this no touchdown territory from weeks 14 through 18, he was on pace from week 10 on when he was used. He wasn't used in weeks one through nine. He was on pace for 15 scores. That's, Hold on pretty, now. that's pretty crazy. And one of those, one of those passing touchdowns was a love to Christian Watson touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, we do have uh we do have that sample. Uh this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games, I said. So nine games. Uh let's see here. 
We have 107, 48, 110, plus 48, plus 46, plus 49, plus 11, plus 104. That is 523 divided by 9 games is 58 times 17. He would have had only 1,000 yards on the year extrapolating weeks 10 through 18. But he still would have had 15 touchdowns. Is there's a lot to there's a lot to be liked in this this game log of Watson's. It's unbelievable. But Smitty, don't yeah. forget that his first regular season career target was a 68 yard touchdown that was a drop. So yeah. yeah, like I like I like the chances on this guy. I really do. He, you know what's so cra- crazy about him is he, God, he he reminds me he's six foot, uh, he's six foot four. I don't think a lot of people know that. I think if you're in here kind of doubting Watson because he came from a small school, he came from Trey Lance's college, North Dakota State. Um, throw that out the window. He's already at the NFL. He's already been uh, a superstar rookie, and 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 you literally look at this kid. He's six foot four, six foot four, about two ten. Uh, just a, a, a monster in the making. He's going to probably put on a nat- naturally put on another five to ten pounds of muscle, you know, at yeah. the NFL level. W- wouldn't be shocked if he entered like this season at two fourteen, two fifteen from two oh eight. And if this yeah. guy, if this guy, he got fast tracked. He's going to be a potential. I don't know. I would say like three and a half year mindset wide receiver entering his second year because because of Aaron Rodgers. My thing is. With Watson, I think Rodgers may have put him in the doghouse for a little bit. Yeah, I mean he did. He, I mean he did. He's a he's a leader now. He's a veteran on this team as, as a sophomore. Yeah. Because because he he literally like do, does anybody understand most wide receivers would have crumbled though like like uh like the the Patrick said when he dropped that touchdown pass he got an Aaron Rodgers doghouse in the beginning of the year, Brucey. It it was he was. He was definitely getting yelled at, screamed at. He could have screamed and yelled back. He could have been a ridiculous person and not taken that all positively. This kid learned. This kid learned. Instead of putting his tail between his legs and crumbling or getting an attitude on himself, going, yeah, don't yell at me, he took it. He took it. He turned it all to a positive. He learned on the field. He progressed rapidly. And even at the end of the year when he messed up, like to, to the Patrick's point where he dropped a touchdown at the beginning of the year, does anybody remember what week it was? It was week 15, 16, 17. I remember one of my fantasy, Ram. yeah, one of my fantasy games was, was on the Ram. line and, and Watson dropped a wide open touchdown. He ran the wrong route. I forget what it was, but it was like, give he ran me the touch- wrong route. Yeah, ran the wrong route. Give me touchdown. There yeah. was about three or four of those left on the field from Watson. So like you could and look Robbie at that as a negative. Or you could say that Rodgers this guy's. Said, hey, he wants to catch. If he wants to catch touchdowns, he's got to run the right routes. Yeah, so you could look at that as a negative and say that, oh my God, he 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 dropped all these opportunities. Or you could say, look, he was a rookie, and instead of folding, he learned yeah. from it, and he could get three or four. He had three or four more touchdowns on the table that he left on the table, and I look at that as a positive. And he's gonna walk into yeah, twenty twenty three just. 
Look how he went from the drop seeds to making D-hop level catches and traffic later on in the year. Absolutely ridiculous. And at his value, absolutely. Because nobody knows how good Jordan Love is. Nobody knows what this Green Bay offense is going to look like. So at the end of the day, I don't think it's out of uh, out of pocket to say that Christian Watson could finish top 10 overall oh easy if not higher yeah i mean there, he's know? on the moon men list for a reason he's in my top 10 at the end of this season for sure i think it's important to note that if if wide receivers can function like aj brown in tennessee under Tannehill for as long as he did uh lave functioning as a rookie with and that says a lot about Olave cuz cuz Watson didn't have the turmoil at quarterback that Olave had. So that's why I love Olave so much is cuz Olave yeah. did all that he did with with chaos at the quarterback position. So it's going to be a gift from the fantasy gods uh, Derek Carr to Olave. But but my my whole point is that like you 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 see these these players that survive with mediocre quarterback play and guys like Olave um, guys play very, very well, despite, you know, as long as the, the quarterback's competent enough and get, can get the football in their direction, I think Jordan Love is competent enough. I, I think that given Watson's ability and, and talent level, I don't see how Jordan Love fails at a massive on a massive scale. I think maybe he could be a year away from maybe showing us what he's capable of doing because this will be his first year as much as we want to believe he's like, oh, here's this guy that's been in the league a while. This will be his first year. He's absorbed a lot from Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure. He's watched the game a lot. He's probably going to step in and be better than the average like first-year starter. But I just think that like even if he's competent, and I think he is, Watson's going to be fine. And he's going to be a blanket and safety know, net. And I know, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but on the McAfee show, uh, Rodgers did say... I taught Jordan Love everything I knew. It's up to him to perform. Yeah. So, and if, I was uh, if Rodgers is telling the truth, then he should be at least a mid-tier quarterback. Yeah, I think he's gonna be good. As many uh, I was reading, I was uh, just one more thing uh, uh, singing Christian Watson's praises in. Piggybacking off of Ron as far as daggone, uh, as daggone learning from Rodgers or whatnot, is that every time we watched the Packers game while Devontae Adams was still there, they had that little short flat route that all the commentators said a million times was the extension of the run game. The article I read said that that is the number one thing that like Love and Watson have going for him. And Watson has the, uh, the the size and the strength and the athletic ability to be athletically even better than Devontae. I mean, like, I'm not jumping out on the moon and saying he will be, but I'm uh, – so I'm not worried about the volume problem because, like somebody said earlier, we got to worry about, like, Watson never got a bunch of targets, and that's true. With the new regime and the new offense that's going to be ran and how Devontae used to be an extension of the running game as yep. far as those targets and, and, and catches, I think I think Watson, like I said, I think Watson is one of the okay. best I use in the draft. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me wrap this part up here. So, Which side would you rather have? Uh, again, with the strong emphasis on Waddle 
having the higher ADP, understanding if you were trading Waddle, you could get Watson and some. Understanding all of that, at the end of the day, this guy's got so much more upside than this guy given the cost of entry. Fourth round pick, second round pick. Give me Walker in round two. Give me Brees Hall at the end of round two or in round three over Waddle so that I can come in and get this guy Watson. But I am going to say it. I am going to say it. I'm hesitant to because I people take things the wrong way and they don't understand the context sometimes and they just roll with it and say, Smitty's going to draft Watson over Waddle. I'm not because I understand what time it is. But I'm going to say this. If that door was closing... The plane was about to take off before week one. I'm going to say it. The plane's going to take off and I'm going to land in week 19. And the door's closing. I'm going to be in flight the entire season. No Wi-Fi. Unable to watch the games. You say, Smitty, $100. Who scores more? The plane door's closing. I yell, Watson. Whoa, wrong button. Um, I'm just going to say it. I, I think he. I think he surprises everybody. I worry about Waddle staying healthy, even though he hasn't actually missed more than like the one game. I just, I see Watson exploding and I think he wins leagues in round four. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I I, I think he wins leagues in round four. I think if you draft Watson in round four, he's not, he's not just an average good pick. He can, he can actually help you win a league in round four. You know what's a tougher question, Smitty? It's not Watson and Waddle um, at their ADPs because they're right next to each other. It's Watson and London. Yeah. I think because because Watson, I believe Watson has a, a better situation than London right now because Ritter has more to prove to me. Yes. Even though Ritter played more games than Love, I just trust Green Bay's situation more. I trust... Um, Aaron Jones being a nice safety net. AJ Dillon, give me, give me, yeah, give me, uh, give me, give me Watson over London, and the ADPs indicate that because you can get both of them. But London's in a, London's in the same boat in round five. Like if you're saying give me Waddle in round two or London in round five, give me London all day long in round five. That's what my London and Watson round four and five draft strategy video is going to be about. Yeah. 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 Um, Low Star says, come on, bro. You come on, bro. You come on. And you're more than welcome to call in, Love Stars. I don't know if you called in before. You you know. You, you want you want to. I, I appreciate you, by the way. But if you want to bark about it, call in and bark about it. You know. Hey, Smitty, Tell I me. got one, but it's two people we don't like. Cook and Eckler. Eckler. Cook and Eckler. Um he's gotta be Eckler. For for one, Eckler's gonna probably ball out in the beginning of the year. The concern is um the concern is what you know, what point does he drop off? But both of them have that same risk level of, of mileage being out of control. So Eckler's the easy call, but do Eckler's I want gonna be on a team? Cook might not be. Yeah, uh, I think Cook will find a home real quick if he gets released. Cook will find a home. Well, I knew I sent you a tweet that Eckler sent earlier. I don't know if you've seen it. He said, "Worst comes to worst, I ball out for the Chargers one more year." 
Yeah. And I test myself in free agency. He's not getting anything in free agency to what he believes he's going to get at 29 nah. years old. Uh, it's so, it's so, like, I don't blame these guys, but, like, there, there's a reason teams are not knocking down the door right now because they're worried about that mileage. But, it, but, it, it, it's really not fair on these wide, on these running backs because they come in as a rookie, they spend their first, and if the team uses, if they drafted in the first round, the team uses the fifth year option. Heck, half their career is already over before they can even get a, another contract yeah they need to protect the running back somehow they're, they're like they were saying the pay structure as rookies needs to be higher and i agree i think if you're an rb you should be getting yeah. something different well that's right. why they're not going in the, the first most, round hey i gotta i gotta i gotta run here guys early so let me go around the horn real quick uh patrick give me your final thoughts 10 seconds go uh i i think chubb is a better pick uh this year over eckler and henry I think uh, Eckler, Henry, Cook, I got Chubb, I got Walker, I got Bijan. I, I I think I would – I think at the end of the day that I would rather wait and see how far Brees and ETN would fall before – even if Henry and Eckler and Cook fall, I think Dagon – and Jonathan, I put Jonathan Taylor in there too. I think I'd rather uh, Dagon wait and see – and try on Brees Hall or ETM before I even thinking about taking Eckler or Henry or any of them. That's all I got from any. All right, man. Hey, appreciate your super chats. Appreciate your conversation. Thanks for getting in here. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. The Patrick out. Uh, Bruce, 10 seconds. Go. Uh, you know what? I think that even waiting to the fourth, fifth round to get your first two receivers, whether they be Watson in London, that's actually a, a good idea. Just remember, you got to get burrowed. You got to get burrowed to get burrowed. Get burrowed. You got to get burrowed to get in order to get burrowed. The more you burrow, the more you get burrowed. Yeah, we I mean, can't it's, 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 it's like science. You want it to go down. Yeah, you want to get burrowed. You got to smoke more cigars. All right, uh, Alave. Oh, Alave Lamb. That was a good debate. Uh, okay, Bruce. Appreciate you, Ron Navy. Final thoughts. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm beat, dude. Yeah, They uh, said that this uh, anesthesia could take a week, up to a week to get out of my system. And yeah. I'll, I'll just be sitting here and I like doze off and like drop my phone. Anything I'm holding, I drop. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, rest up, man. So uh, lo- uh, cover, uh, uh, b- binge watch uh, The Night Agent on Netflix. Oh, oh, tonight the arc's on, so I got to watch the arc tonight. Yeah, if I can but, stay awake. But night agent, the night no. agent, not bad. All right, later All on. Right. Appreciate All you. Right. Later. Later. Bye. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'm live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That is what this show is right here. Uh, let me get these out of the way. So I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Rain or shine, Christmas or New Year's doesn't matter. Live whenever news breaks. And these are the gravy shows, the extras. Sometimes I, I pretty much do them most of the time. You know, don't cancel very many of them. But these are the, the bonus shows. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right around midnight Eastern. I'm usually live doing the drafts. Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Um, that link is pinned in the live chat. It's in the description of every video. So in this video, you'll see the link down there. You'll want to sign up early. It's $10 minimum deposit. 
It's very small minimum requirement. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit, though. So choose your first deposit wisely and get signed up ahead of time so that you don't miss out on how quickly these drafts fill up. And so, you know, when we draft on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you'll want to get involved on that. So get some. Appreciate you. Leave a a comment in the comments uh, about which players you liked out of these three debates that we had today. Appreciate you all. I give you the four horsemen, Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Joe Burrow, all from the 1.1 draft slot. The four horsemen ride four horses all at one time. Giddy up. Thank you all. Appreciate you. Ron Navy dropping a 20 watt on screen. Hold on. Ron, hold on. I got all these old screens on here. Let me, where, where was I? Let's go back to this one. Ron Navy. Ron, appreciate you dropping it. Thank you. Uh, appreciate everybody who super chatted. Ron Navy, uh, Navy dropping his buzzer beater. Uh, the Patrick dropping his $10 hauler. The Patrick dropping a $20 hauler. Appreciate that. The Patrick dropping another wad. Harry Crumbs dropping a, a super chat. Uh, uh, appreciate this one, my, my man. Guillermo, appreciate you, my man. Neil, and then uh, the Ron Navy super chat. I'll see you all tomorrow um, or tonight if news breaks. I, I have a feeling there could be some news. Michael K. CPA first in the building. Appreciate that. Uh, Stormcat, we'll see you later, Stormcat. We'll see you, Prime. Frankie, peace out, my man. Uh, Sam, appreciate you. Space Ricky, appreciate you. Mike, G. Mike in the building. William Hitchcock, appreciate you, Wild Bill. Space Ricky, you're the man. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.